lots of people that doesn't have much go except for a friend of mine and I trying to run a organize a class get around this topic but it's something that I think is really uh, in in it's really up front here now in the world okay, okay. what's that and the topic is and it very simply uh Night and day being equal. I think we've talked about it before, right? Yeah. But it's um, small, the sort of yin-yang thing, big, the balance of the yin principle and the yang principle being valid. Equally valid. Is that something you want to talk about at the moment? Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. All right. So hold on a sec. Let me get my battery going here so I can make sure we're getting, I keep being charged. Hold on a sec. Yeah. So, do you, well, how do you want to go about this? Well, um, I think uh, perhaps the best uh, stimulation for ideas and conversation is uh, debate. Uh, so I might take the position that uh, they're not, and you can defend my, you, know, you defend your position, and I'll defend mine, and we'll produce ideas. Uh, In fact, we're going to. We're going to actually have a conversation in the format of, of the in principle and the young principle are both valid. That's what's going to show up here because you're going to take one side and I'm going to take the other side. And uh, if we do it in a way that is proper debate, then we're both equally valid. We're not trying to win or lose. We're trying to find... Just put, both, put it out there as a both arguments are valid. All right. Yeah, sounds good to me. So that our goal is to agree in the long run. Yeah? Yeah. And then we talk it out and see where we get, right? Yep. Yep, that sounds right to me. And uh, I'm, I'm taking notes here as well um keeping track of uh -huh. you know where you know on the you know as the minutes go by what are we discussing where are we so we can reference uh go go back to this a uh, little easier rather than just saying oh i think uh we were talking about this and we talked about that at some point right that, cool that's not like, something i do but <laughs> that's great that in fact, that we resided now, we are doing exactly what I'm proposing as a as a way. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Cool. Well, um, yeah, I think I've I've um I've I've taken the the stance before in this in this argument. Um, where I say that you know I, if you know, 
night were to uh, represent death and day were to represent life, um, you know, obviously day is better. You know, that's a, a the most simple sort of uh, way I could encapsulate, you know, why I, I would say, you know, day would be better than night. And that that's my position. Day is better. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm going to answer that, right? Yeah, however you like. Okay, so when you consider that there is no life without death, and there is no death without life, we've got to then look and see, well, if that's true, that we say night is dying and day is living, then you'd have to look at the point of view that both of them are necessary for but just to live without death would mean that there would be too much heat and not enough cold in the world too much to say that if the whole goal of mankind is to never die then you would have to look at the results of that goal and say, what would that mean for everything if it just lived and lived and lived and never broke down and died? What would that mean to our whole view if we knew we we're never going to die? Would that, how would that change? And perhaps that is the goal of the human race at the moment, to make life totally live, living, fully living. But then you could also look at dying being the little death of going to sleep at night and disappearing from the world of living and going somewhere else to the world of dying. I do really enjoy and sleep. <laughs> that's, a, that's yeah. a tough one. But ultimately, I would say, well, you're, you know, I and I, I see how that's like a, that's sort of an active, um, that's an active mode of uh, recovery, you know, like it's, it's really necessary. And, 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 and that turn, you know, I could definitely see the point of view of like, well, of course, uh, you know, nobody can really survive without sleep. So, uh, you know, really difficult to say that. You know, but but then uh, you know it, you know being awake being better than than sleeping well you you have to have sleep in order to stay awake effectively otherwise you, you'll do, that's just a matter of you know the limitations of the human body right um, right but uh, I I would say still though like we actively avoid death um, we naturally fear it and uh like it seems like just about everything we do in life um is an effort to sustain life for as long as possible and to create more life right yeah so that then we can take that to Look at the different parts of the world where, in nature, where there is too much 
of the life, let's say sun, life, dark, death. Can we say that? Night, death, day, sunlight. Um, life. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that. Um, I mean, I, I, I understand that metaphor, but, uh, I, I mean, if you were to say night and day, if, if you were to keep the, keep the argument to just night and day, um, we, I, I could do that. Um, I couldn't, I, I don't think I could extrapolate into, uh, like using that as a metaphor but we could we could we could go there and and um I, just for the sake of i guess continuing the argument <laughs> start start to to look at night and day because i i mean again i i i'm fairly certain i would say day day is uh day is better um you know it's the pr productive time of of um uh, the the 24-hour cycle um and you know we we absolutely need vitamin d um and i i would almost argue also like you know what you know if if, if dark if darkness is your your argument of, of what's important why not just uh you know like a, that's the point of a house right you could uh you know they do that in alaska you just have nice really good shades really good curtains yeah but I'm not saying that darkness is more important than lightness. I'm saying that they they both want to be completely valid so that when it's dark, that there is a time in the light that when we, we do die. And the more we resist it, the more we become, the more we resist dark night, and let's use the term of creating life in the dark, we might, you know, we might say light for instance, uh, we might say that to in make ourselves live longer, we use light to keep day going. And the results of that are clearly obvious. That everything else around us has a time, like at the moment we're going into winter and dark, they're dumping their leaves, and they're taking this moment to go down into the ground and put all their energy into their roots and that the part where the trees aren't actually taking in any sunlight and they're actually burying themselves further. And so you look at the whole thing that what happens if the trees were able to just suddenly grow, you know, never stop drop their leaves and there are places in the world they don't but in theory they do and those places tend to be more where there's more light and less dark i mean in australia the trees don't drop their leaves in one big pop but they they still have they i'm actually quite sure about how they go about their winters but the eucalypts don't drop their leaves completely the pine trees drop leaves all year long and don't ever get rid of them all. But then their leaves are designed to take in less sun because they're really from places where it's, you know, like eucalypts really are better in hot climates. 
and probably not that good in really cold climates. Um, but their leaves are also adapted to less to being around, taking in less sunlight. So perhaps they need to do it all year round instead of one place. But going back to the dark and the night, and the the light and dark is if we ditch night and just go with day can we survive well then uh, what i immediately think about is like uh greenhouses right uh that are uh fully enclosed right like indoor mm -hmm. plant growing like uh-huh you never I, like i don't i don't know of any plant that you would have 24 hours of light right the, the plants don't like that <laughs> right and i mean it, it it makes sense that i mean the way that the solar system works and the planet spinning right we you know the life has been created around that cycle right that's ev evolution began from the the base level of you know the shifts between light and day constantly happening and so all life that we have seen so far is is built on that right so there's the there's where we're at right at the moment. So does being a modern human say that we don't need to pay any attention to the evolution? And again, is this evolution? Is this an evolutionary path that'll take us further? Because up till this point, we've evolved for so long. Well, you know, whatever you call it, long. Whatever you call long, it's we've evolved for a period of time, and now. Is it that we're saying that we actually can ditch the balance, not the, the, the validity of night and day, and actually start creating our own environments and designing humans, i.e. robots, humans, to never have to be down and sleep? And is that where we're heading to come to the point where we're always doing and we're always in in light and we sexually ditch the whole relationship between the dark and the light and so it we i think we stand at that point right now which to me is a young then the young principle becomes totally dominant uh intellect thinking doing and it's clear that a lot of humans would ditch sleeping if they could because that's what we're trying to do at the moment. They would ditch that whole, even though science says one thing, but the scientists who are saying that thing are probably hardly sleeping at all or to do their, get their work and to get ahead of the game and that. So the question is, if we ditch the, the movement between those two, and say one is better than the other, what does that bring us in that we don't really understand dying and what dying does for us? 
and maybe the possibility that dying is as good for us as living. And that possibly because we don't know anything about it, or I mean some people did, we don't know anything about it, we're afraid, we're afraid of it because we don't know what happens and all we see is that we're not here anymore, which is going to sleep every night because we're not here anymore, anymore when we go to sleep. We're somewhere else. And the difference between sleep and dying is the fact that you wake up from, di from sleep and you're back in the world, but do you wake up from dying too? Right, or do you, do you just stay in that sort of realm, that kind of dream state? Or, I mean, could be anything else, maybe, you know, launch off into some other... Because, like, I, I, right. I really enjoy my dreams for the most part. <laughs> like, right. It's a pretty so what it, wild so, but, thing. But would you give up your dreams for the possibility of being never having to sleep? I think I almost I think I would and uh, just because it's uh, like being tired you know it's like I have all these goals like uh, that I am you know trying to to do and I I don't know sleep sleep is uh, is complicated for me also because I I don't necessarily always sleep well um, but I do love it I definitely love taking naps during the day when I get tired, I love that I have that kind of freedom, uh, control over my, my schedule where I can do that. So um, what would yeah. be like if you loved dying? What would it be like if you loved dying as well as living? Uh, uh, did there just be a bunch of suicides? I <laughs> just... But, well, I mean, there are a bunch of suicides, and they're not because they people just they can't handle the living anymore. It's why they see dying as the only option. Right? It's not because they really want to die. What they really want is to have to be to something else to come up. So that I mean, you don't see suicides in animals. And we're an animal. Not that a lot of people recognize that. In fact, I had a boy tell me the other day that because he was of a certain faith, that we weren't animals. Um, but the thing is that what happens if living and dying were just equal? And that that actually gave us some benefit like the trees when they go into winter they grow bigger roots and they don't feed on the sun they feed on the ground and in summer they feed on the sun and probably don't feed on the ground as much and there's this whole realm of one or the other and they come and go as in a balance so what happens if we actually and if you look at the way we deal with each other. What happens if both the yin principle and the yang principle were equal? Like if you grew up in a world where your mother was totally as valid as your father, 
And people say, yeah, in the family, there they were, but in the culture, they're not, because night and day, I mean, all the things that we're trying to deal with, the, the um, women's rights, uh, different races' rights, what happens if that goes back to the fact that night and day aren't equal, are not valid as each other? What happens if that was the precursor to, by once we ditched that, that was the precursor to all these problems? Because if you go back and look at hunter-gatherers, as a general, their societies were um, believed that those two things were equal. And that the, ma the yang principle and the yin principle were really important to the fact that a bushman who can't walk far anymore can go and sit under a tree and accept that by the cheetah or whatever. So what happens if the choice, if in fact, if we accept that um, the, the yin principle and the yang principle is equal and we could move between them equally with, without having the scale tilted one way. So it's like if you imagine uphill and downhill if the yang principle is uphill at the moment the yin principle is downhill it's much easier harder for the yin principle to move to the yang principle than the yang principle to whatever move to the yin principle because of the hill gradient and gravity i don't know if that's a good analogy but you know what i'm saying so yin has trouble moving to yang well at the moment yes has trouble has is not valued as much as yang, the yang principle, which we say light, sun, heat, um, dry, hot, you know, whatever you say. I'm not going to put in the, the the genders because that'll cause all sorts of trouble. But you know, all those things, and at the moment, if those were accepted as valid, like the night was as valid as the day. Like when you're a hunter-gatherer and you don't, you have firelight, pretty much that's it. You don't have electricity, and so night comes on, and you have fires, but you don't have anything else. And the the light of a fire is much more than night light. It's much more. Our system is much more except that is able to handle that as a without it being stimulated. It's a calming. I mean, obviously, when it's a bushfire, it's not. Then, there's, then we start getting into the the yang principle of fire. But as at night, fire doesn't unbalance us and wake us up. It, you know, often when you're sitting around looking at a fire, you just want to go to sleep, right? Mm -hmm. So, if you grew up in a world that knew that your mother in the culture in the world was accepted as equal to your father, or whichever way it is, because it could be your father might be the yin principle and your mother might be the yang principle. You know, it doesn't. those are not really, but if those two things were valid, how would your life be different? How would our world be different if we said that? If we were willing to embrace both those qualities as equally valid.
You have to cough or something, so I know you're still there. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about some kind of answer for it, but it's uh, it, that's hard to to imagine. I mean, I I I think that there's it seems like there's some people that that do already, but it's it's all about the predominant culture, right? The predominant culture is very young you know very you know very you know values continuous hard work you know uh and you know is is obviously creating all of these these things right that uh, we're sort of getting into robotics artificial intelligence genetic modification mm -hmm. all these things that extend life extend our ability to do work uh it's just right. that's all just more that's all more young and then also looking at the planet that's heating up right um and but what's interesting uh when you were talking about uh yin having trouble moving to yang i thought about and you, you mentioned heat also um it it seems that you know without me being an expert of thermodynamics uh, but it seems that it's it's easier for things to cool down, right? If you just like it, it's it's more difficult to create heat than it is, you know, because space is cold, right? Um, whereas the sun is like this just massive expulsion of energy, but that's not even going to last forever. It seems like the the norm of the universe is to be mostly cold. Is that true? Is that really true? Because can the universe truly survive if it's mostly cold? I don't know. The universe seems mostly dead to me. <laughs> it doesn't. I, I mean, I, I know there's lots of suns, I guess. There's a billions upon billions of, of stars, right, out there. So mm -hmm. I guess mm -hmm. there. But, but the majority of that. I, and I mean. I, again, I don't know this for sure, but I, I, it, my understanding is that the vast majority of space is empty. Um, there's a there's apparently a no, no. a, a, a radiation that that permeates, um, and this was uh, I don't think this is a very common belief in science uh, or or bit of information. I I sort of caught this from one presentation at school where uh this this the guy that invented lasik eye surgery did a presentation um and said he i guess it was either him or a team he was working with had measured this very small degree like the smallest measurement they could possibly create of radiation um in like any any space or anything um so they would take it for, i guess from like objects on on earth the sun empty space whatever and th they would find that on the quantum level at the very smallest level there was this base level of radiation that they could they could see identify and measure that was uniform throughout everything mm-hmm so in that sense, it's kind of like the pattern of the universe, right? 
it's that the fractal baseline from which everything including pure empty space is is held mm -hmm. so you know in that sense you know um yeah you you think about the the fractal metaphor of you know a a cell or a an atom right an atom is 99% empty space um and theoretically i guess our cells are supposed to be that and then i mean our our bodies don't necessarily really seem that way you know that seems pretty solid but there is i don't know i guess space between our cells um but uh yeah i guess i guess that just sort of pulls like a unifying uh aspect into that you know salt you know solid versus empty you know they both right. contain this this common denominator so so okay so let's let's take that and then look at this earth and you say that a lot of space is empty and cold but at this point in space there is this balance between hot and cold, night and day, whatever you call it, dark and light. Because we don't know that arranged around the sun there aren't 30 more Earths. Nobody knows that. They, right. they, can't, they can't go on the other side of the sun and say what's over to say at the exact same distance as this other planet, that it's the exact same distance as Earth is from the sun. But right, at, if we just go to Earth without going into space because... We don't know the balance of space because the amount of space we know is so little. But if you look at the arrangements of the planet in this solar system and how they relate to being certain distances from the sun and their relationship to dark and light and hot and cold, because it's basically hot and cold, none of the planets are exactly where we are. But right on this planet, the evolution of this planet and where we are now is to do with the exact the distance we are from the from the sun and the fact that the sun gets blocked out as the earth spins for a certain period of time every day because if it didn't if we were just always exposed to the sun and it never went tonight we would not be able human would not evolve we would not evolve have to hear right yeah and that's probably the most ba basic straightforward argument that you could possibly make for you know the validity of both it's just scientifically <laughs> that you know there's what we have is the only uh, currently known balance that can create life at all all right so if we say we're just looking at this Earth and we'll just leave the rest of space to be because we really don't know enough about it. But if we look at this Earth and say the relationship, the, well, the reason that we're here is because of the, the way the, we are, the planet is set up with its connection to the sun and the fact that it rotates on an axis which allows the sun to go away for a certain period of time each day and come back. 
So we tend to look at the sun and say the sun is most important. Right? The right. sun is the most important thing in our life. Without the sun, we'd be dead. And then we say, God, 